What are your plans for your business this year? Hey, it's Tug. Do you want to expand and grow? Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you got a new person to deal with? You have to start all over again? You don't have that with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they want to know you. Unlike big banks, they want to partner with you. The Frost family knows the patterns. They know the ebbs and flows. They know business. Get to know them at FirstLibertyGA.com. Building a building? Buying a building? Buying a franchise? Expanding? Reach out to them. Spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. You do that at FirstLibertyGA.com. And by the way, if you're a young banker and want to work with a team that is faith-friendly and has a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to them today. First Liberty Building and Loan. FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. And now it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. We are live from 680 The Fan Studios in the Battery Atlanta. You got the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan. 680 and 93.7. Full staff today, Road Dog back from Starkville. And DT ready to go as our engineer today. On another gorgeous day in Metro Atlanta. Happy Thursday, everybody. Tell you the truth, I'd love to be hitting the golf course today. Might even get a little roll out there today. Things have dried out a little bit. One day closer to the Super Bowl, and man, we got plenty of great topics to fill the 42 minutes of content we get on this show. So enough of the talking. Let's get down to business. Bucks. Big. Take. All right, we got the boys of summer report to spring training next week with the Dodgers and the Braves. The World Series favorites. Sounds good to me, brother. Bring on Otani and Yamamoto. Takahashi. No, not him. Yamamoto. And Otani. Bring them on, baby. But I must admit, I am concerned about my Atlanta Braves. One thing concerns me, and it's concerned me for uh, over a year now, and that is, are we tough enough? Does my team have an edge, a toughness that's needed to go the distance? Or as Jeff Francoeur says, are we just a bunch of nice guys? Braves team that won the World Series three years ago had some tough guys. Remember that? They were using that MFers thing. Remember that? Jack Peterson. Some of those dudes. Will Smith. So they had tough guys when we won it three years ago. Do we have, does, does this team have them now is the question. You see Freddie Freeman and Dansby Swanson, gone. Last season, the Braves looked great during the regular season. We ran rough shot during the regular season. Nobody had a better regular season than we did. But when times got tough, when things got serious, we got knocked out. So how is, how is it different this year? Frank Coor wants Austin Riley to step out of his comfort zone, take over a leadership role. 
get tough on the guys like Freeman and Dansby used to. And you, do you know Riley entering his sixth season will turn 27 in April? He's a dad with two kids now. And I do believe he's in a position to lead, be the captain. Does he have to do it alone? Well, no. Does he have it in him? Yes. Look, bottom line, this Braves team is loaded. It's going to be a fun regular season. But the key to winning it come postseason time just might be this. It's time to quit being the nice guys and start playing with a mean streak when that postseason rolls around. And there's your big take. Yeah, Frank Coor is on this podcast called Foul Territory with Scott Braun. And I believe A.J. Przinsky's on that with Braun. So they had Frank Coor on, and this is what Jeff was offering up. And I was texting with Jeff earlier this morning, uh, sitting in traffic on 400 southbound. And uh, Frenchie was, was saying, yeah. I, I said, man, I'm going with your hot take today on the show. And uh, I totally believe in what you're saying here. He says, yeah, I, I totally believe it, too. Let's hear from Fran Coor on this podcast talking about how the Braves need less nice guys. I think you got to have some attitude, man. You got you can't just be, you know, the nice guys and do this. And, and my point to that is Bryce Harper, right, when he came out and did that. And I thought the Braves had a huge chance after game two. I mean, they stole that game. Zach, you know. I mean, they, they were all but down and out, and they came out and absolutely just played fantastic. The last two innings won the game on the big play, and it got to the point that you were just like, man, you got to have something that fires you up. you got to have something that kind of gets you going. And then they showed up there in game three, and it just wasn't there. It sure wasn't. <laughs> it sure wasn't. We weren't tough enough. It was the great Pat Dye used to say, not about the Braves. He was talking about somebody else. Uh, here is uh, Frenchie on the podcast talking about Austin Riley stepping up. I do think Austin Riley can take over that leadership a little bit and be that guy because that is one thing I'll say about Freddie. Fre Freddie would get on guys. He he would ride guys. So when he kind of left, you remember the whole Acuna Freddie thing? I mean, let's be honest. The reason he didn't love him is because he rode him, right? Like he got on him. So I think Austin Riley needs to kind of step up in that role, and I think he will. He's a good one to do it think uh, Austin Riley now is in a position to do that. If you remember, Freddie Freeman was never in that leadership role early in his career. His first three, four, five years with the Braves, he had somebody else around to do all this. But then he grew into that role. And then when he left, you had Dansby Swanson, who is a rookie, is a young guy. Dansby Swanson was a little reluctant to step out of his comfort zone and, and be the tough guy, the guy that would get on some of the other players, a guy that would speak up and, and speak for the team when things weren't going well. And he was able to step into that role. And I believe we are at a, a point in time with Austin Riley where now he's ready and capable of filling that role. And it's not like you got to be a jerk to be a leader. It's not about that. And Austin Riley is one of the nicest guys in that clubhouse. Really enjoyed getting to know him a little bit and follow what he's done early in his career. But I think right now this is what the team needs. And I hope Austin realizes that. And he's a part of this leadership committee moving into this season. Braves report 
Next week, man, we're getting ready to get this thing cranked up down at spring training. And as you know, we're the home of your Atlanta Braves. You can count on us as the Braves head down to spring training next week to bring you the best of what's coming out of Northport. All right, let's see what's popping out there. Let's find out what's popping. I'll tell you what's popping. Got the NBA trade deadline. The clock strikes at 3 o'clock this afternoon. If you're going to do a deal, the deal's got to be done by 3. The Warriors, the Sixers, the Lakers are all looking to step up and get a boost that could help their team win a title, get to the NBA Finals, that kind of thing. Our Atlanta Hawks are just looking for a reset, man. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Things are going well. We need to reshuffle the deck a little bit. Make a move that might elevate us out of this mediocrity that we're in. It's no fun at all as we got our face kicked in in Boston last night. Apparently, the only players that are off the table are Trey Young and Jalen Johnson. DeJounte Murray uh, appears to be the guy everybody's talking about. And reportedly, the Hawks' asking price seems to be a little high. Reportedly, the Hawks are asking for two first-round picks for DeJounte Murray, who, by the way, starts his new deal, his contract extension, gets underway next season, uh, four years $114 million, which uh, is good money if you can get it. Now, there's been a rumored trade with the Lakers, and reportedly that has gone cold. I believe the deal was uh, DeJounte going to the Lakers and us getting D'Angelo Russell in here. And let me just say, that'd be a bad fit for the Hawks. I mean, we would have the worst, the absolutely worst defensive backcourt in the NBA with Trey and D'Angelo Russell back there. Now, we could pass the ball, we could get assists, but we couldn't stop anybody. So I don't think we can go there. Don't think the Lakers wants to give They want to give up two first-round picks either. So don't expect much today from your Atlanta Hawks. I think the trade deadline's going to come and go. And nothing really is going to happen here in the city of Atlanta. I'm just saying. And that's what's popping. I'll tell you what else is popping, too. Uh, you got to listen to the locker room Monday through Friday, 6 to 10. So the boys are mixing it up every uh, morning on the locker room. And they got this deal where you can win a trip. To Sandals, Duns River, Jamaica, a great destination. Be a great time of the year to get away. And this week is your last chance to get qualified to win one of the five grand prize trips. Luxury vacation for two. It's a round trip airfare on American Airlines. And your choice of the Sandals Resort locations, they got multiple locations down there. So listen to the locker room each day from 6 to 10, and then call us, 404-231-1680. Be the fifth caller for your chance to get entered to win. Now, you got to be 21 or older 
and a legal resident of Georgia to be able to enter and to win. Coming back on the other side, you got Nick Saban back in the news. We'll uh, jump into some of that. And I'm going to throw down in the top five, the top five players in Super Bowl 58. Got some Falcons talk coming up, too. Uh, you got the Buck Blue Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. What are your plans for your business this year? Hey, it's Tug. Do you want to expand and grow? Are you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you got a new person to deal with? You have to start all over again? You don't have that with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they want to know you. Unlike big banks, they want to partner with you. The Frost family knows the patterns. They know the ebbs and flows. They know business. Get to know them at FirstLibertyGA.com. Building a building? Buying a building? Buying a franchise, expanding, reach out to them, spend 10 minutes with them, see if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. You do that at FirstLibertyGA.com. And by the way, if you're a young banker and want to work with a team that is faith-friendly and has a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to them today. First Liberty Building and Loan. FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. Here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. Thanks for hanging out Monday through Friday, 10 to 11. Want to invite you to come play some golf, too. we got our 2024 Chili Dip Open. We're going to tee it up Friday, February 23rd at Bears Best Atlanta. And we're looking for you to uh, be a part of it. It benefits First Tee Metro Atlanta, first big golf tournament of the year. It's signed up. Go to 680thefan.com. And I want to thank some of our great sponsors out there. Kroger, Harris, Cherokee Casinos and Resorts, and Zero FG Energy Drink. Don't want to forget about those boys. I got a new PXG driver. I'm breaking out for 2024, looking to bomb it. Well, look, to be completely honest, I'm looking to hit it nearer the fairway this year. And then also, man, I've been working hard. I've polished up the putting this winter indoors. Got the outdoor putting green. I've used it a little bit, but mostly inside. Did you know that PGA Tour pros, inside of 10 feet, they make 88% of their putts. But at 10 feet, that percentage drops down to 40%. And I'm working to make more of those putts. Arnold Palmer said anything outside of 10 feet is luck anyway. So yeah. It sounds I'm working right. to make more of those putts at 10 feet this year. So come on out and compete, man. We got the chili dip open. Eat all the uh, chili that you want. We got some great prizes and uh, stuff like that we're going to be giving away. So that is coming up Friday, February 23rd. Be a part of it. Now let's get to the college football nugget. Tasty. Time for the College Football Nugget. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Did you hear the big news? Nick Saban back in the saddle. No, not as a coach. He's done with that. He's back, though. College football analyst on ESPN. He's going to have a seat at the table on ESPN game day. I'm sure Reese Davis is pleased with that. He's a Bama man. 
Now, Nick, you know he's going to get that big contract. Those numbers aren't out there yet, but you can count on Coach Saban cashing in with some big money from ESPN. Now, I know what the critics are already saying, and that is, look, he's just trying to stay relevant, which I think is, is a bunch of bull. It's not about that. He's not looking to get back in the coaching game in a couple of years. He doesn't have to be in the spotlight. Come on, man. It's not about that. The man just loves college football, and this is an opportunity to stay a part of it, offer up some great insight, and he's got something good to offer. It's not about relevancy. Come on, brother. Plus, he didn't have to work. Those hours he was working as a head coach, Lord, I'm stunned he was able to make it this far. Now, look, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, how he replaced David Pollock. A lot of these Alabama folks are taking some cheap shots. And it's all about how Pollock, remember when they had Saban on the set? couple of years ago, and Pollock David was pointing out, hey, Georgia's taken over. Everybody's chasing Georgia. Back-to-back national titles. Nothing outrageous there. But Saban did look a little stunned sitting on that set. And everybody's jumping on Pollock now. Come on, man. Give me a break. He was just telling, he was just keeping it real. And then I saw on social media last night, uh, they're also pointing out how, uh, you know, Alabama beat Georgia in that SEC championship game, knocked them out of the college football playoffs. Pat McAfee busy uh, hating on Georgia. Didn't he say Georgia could go to H-E-double-L toothpicks? Uh, yeah, something to that, to that effect. Now yeah. you got Herb Street influencing the Dilla, Dylan Rayola flip. Dog Na- and now you got Saban on there. Dog Nation just going to boycott ESPN game day. Huh? You got Reese Davis <laughs> at Alabama, man. I think I was the only one that was really upset about that college football playoff show where they revealed the top four and Georgia wasn't a part of it. They were the first team that ever fell uh, from number one out of the playoffs by losing a close conference championship game. And I was on Reese Davis, who likes to promote himself as this journalistic integrity guy. And not once during that two-hour show did they ever bring up the fact that Georgia fell from one right out of the college football playoffs. Totally ignored it. Not one mention of that. And I'm st- I still want to take a swing at Reese Davis. I'm just saying. I know, Thank you, Buck. I know he'd have a suit on, but I'd still want to take a swing at him. He might mess up his hair, too, man. Come on. I'll have more on that Kirk uh, Herb Street thing with Rayola coming up here in a few moments. But Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm happy that uh, Saban's going to stay a part of the game. He can play in these... Uh, golf pro-ams during the week. He can get on his boat at Lake Burton during the week. He can go to his dealerships during the week. Make appearances there. He doesn't have to work from 5 a.m. to 2 a.m. being a coach. So I'm pleased that Nick Saban's going to stay a part of it, man. I think we need guys like him, especially on game day. Yeah, he's good on TV, no doubt, and it obviously brings that much more credibility to a show that 
Yeah, he's not just trying to stay relevant. Come on. Oh, no, he doesn't need it's that. Ridiculous. I mean, obviously got plenty of money and everything. Yeah. And I like it. Some people were asking, what's he going to do in retirement? He's going to do what everybody else does. He's going to take a, ne- a nice, cushy job and play golf and hang out with his family. Yeah, and get on the boat at Lake Burton safe and enjoy to say, life. Safe to say he's earned that. How about you? Yeah, her and him and uh, Miss Terry are going to have a fine time. They'll be fine. All right, before we jump into the Super Bowl top five, uh, are you aware of what Chuck and Chernoff are doing? Now, those boys, they're doing a lot during their show. But they got this five days of Taylor going on, getting you ready for the Super Bowl. And uh, you got a chance for dads and daughters to submit a 30-second clip singing a Tay-Tay song for a shot at an Arnett's Chop Shop gift card. Chuck's going to miss that. Plus a $2,500 gift card from Brown and Company Jewelers. How much? My, $2,500. Telling you, man, with Valentine's Day coming up next week, I could use that. So all you got to do is record you and your little Swifty singing a Taylor Swift song. Upload your submission to the contest page, 680thefan.com slash Taylor. And then you're entered into the contest, and you might end up being a winner. Go to 680thefan.com for all details and submit your entry today. The best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one. Top 5, presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Amanda Swartz, our director of social media here at 680 The Fan, she's busy today. She's got a full schedule. She's always busy, Buck. Yeah, she's got a full schedule. That girl's working it, man. So not able to make an appearance on the show today. So we're just going to do the solo thing. What I've got today is my Super Bowl 58 top five players that you're going to see on Sunday. Players! The players? <laughs> well, good luck with this, Buck. You're going to narrow this down to five because there, there, be, there might be more than five Hall of Famers playing in this man, game. Man, this right is here. really, really tough, man. And I think it's going to give people listening that are paying attention some insight into the importance of a particular part of the football team. I, I think they're going to say, Blue, I'm a little surprised at this. All right, missing the cut. Under consideration, but they missed the cut in the top five. Christian McCaffrey, 49ers running back, led the NFL in yards, yards after contact and touchdowns. He's a handful. McCaffrey barely missing out. Fred Warner, Top-rated linebacker by Pro Football Focus in the NFL this year. That's high praise. Dude's a player. Didn't make the cut, Fred. He didn't make the cut either. Didn't make the cut. Neither did Legereus Sneed, who has got blanket coverage on all these receivers. Playing that man-to-man. And uh, he's going to be a free agent, man. I think he'd look great in a Falcons uniform, I'm just saying. All right, here we go. Top five. Number one, you know the top. Number one, numero uno, Patrick Mahomes. He is uh, taking over for Tom Brady as the GOAT as far as the quarterbacks go in the National Football League. Looking to win another MVP, looking to win another Super Bowl. 
He's played great in the playoffs. Mahomes checking in at number one. No surprise there. Number two, I'm going to go with Trent Williams, uh, 49ers offensive tackle. No sacks allowed in 19 games this season. Not one. Not one sack allowed. No wonder Trent Williams is making the big money. I've got him sitting at number two. Number three. I'm going to go Chris Jones, defensive lineman for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, some people would say, come on, Buck, he's a defensive tackle. Well, no, they've got Chris Jones lining up at defensive end. The three technique, the zero technique, the five technique. They're lining him up across the board on the defensive line. Effectively, too. Chris Jones, 21 quarterback hits, tops among interior defensive linemen. This season, Chris Jones checking in at number three, Kansas City Chiefs. Number four, the trend continues. Another lineman, Nick Bosa, checking in at four. Do you know Bosa has 110 quarterback pressures? That was just the regular season. Say what? <laughs> He's going to need to uh, get Mahomes on his on his rear, uh, rear end during Sunday's game also if the 49ers are going to win. So I've got Bosa, tremendous pass rusher, going to need to be at his best against KC Sunday evening. Uh, number five on the list, Pete Prisco didn't even have him in his top ten. But Baloo's got him in the top five. I'm going Debo Samuel. The impact that he makes is tremendous, both in the passing game, where he's tops among NFL receivers with yards after contact, close to ten yards after after the catch. Debo Samuel. And then you give it to him on the speed sweep. He's lining up at running back. He's doing things running the football. He's dynamic. He's dangerous. And he's tough playing with a shoulder injury. I got Debo, Debo Samuel number five. So uh, the Buck Blue Show, top five players in Super Bowl 58. We got Mahomes one, Trent Williams two, Chris Jones three, Nick Bosa four, and Debo Samuel five. Top five on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. But I'm telling I, you, can I give just a little reaction? Yeah, what the uh, three linemen? No, the two the tight end, no tight ends. Travis Kelsey and the best player in the National Football League, George Kittle, did not make your list. That really that blows well, me away. Well, if it was a top ten, they probably would have made but, it. But but for real, uh, no, it's tough to narrow it down to five. It shows how much talent's going to be on the field uh, on on Sunday. Um, I can think of five, six Hall of Famers that are probably in this game. So that's very exciting, Buck. Yeah, it sure is, man. Let's uh, let's talk a little Falcons football. The and then there's the Falcons. Are in our blood. And guys like Buck know what's happening in the huddle. Let's dive into Falcons football on the fan. Yeah, let's talk a little Falcons football. Now, I'm assuming that Raheem Morris, the coaching staff, Terry Fontenot and the personnel staff, they're gathered in one of those big meeting rooms. We've got one here at 680 The Fan. I mean, you can fit about 50 people in there. Falcons should be busy planning how they're going to build this roster. 
under the new head coach. There are going to be some guys they're going to be saying goodbye to, and they're going to be looking to add in free agency and in the draft. So a lot of meetings going on, I'm assuming, up at Flowery Branch at base camp for the Atlanta Falcons. And as I see it, there are three three big needs for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, The elephant in the room is the quarterback situation. Got to find a legitimate option. And I'm hoping we're going to see them draft a quarterback with that first-round pick. And I'm hoping they can move up from eight into the top three and leave with Jaden Daniels. That's my hope, is they're able to do that. But there are more needs than just finding a legitimate option at quarterback. they got to get some receivers in there, man. I mean, you're going to have this new offensive scheme. Zach Robinson's going to be running it. And you're going to see a lot more of these three wide receiver sets with Raheem taking over as the head coach. Right now, I'm not sure we can put three out there. And when we got Drake London, he's... He's our only legitimate option at this point in time. And look, if you're going to play a lot of three wide receiver sets, you're going to need more than three wide receivers. So I'm hoping we can add to, you know, last year we were trotting out Van Jefferson, Kaderil Hodge. I think I had more catches than they did. I'm a fan of Kaderil Hodge, just to say. He had 14 catches last well, I season. I didn't say he was getting peppered with uh, with passes in the Arthur Smith uh, offense, but I, I think he's a good football player. So I'm looking at the draft. We're talking maybe a second-round pick, third-round pick, fourth-round pick. You're able to add to this wide receiver room. Guys like a Ricky Pearsall out of Florida. Uh, you got uh, A.D. Mitchell. Formerly, uh, they, they would regard him as a Texas guy if they would take him. Uh, Roman Wilson's a big-time player. Uh, Xavier Leggett. Guys like that would be available. Free agency, maybe a T. Higgins, Michael Pittman Jr. I mean, these are some names to keep an eye on. If you're thinking Lad McConkey, think again. Falcons have never taken a Georgia player where they first or second-round pick, and they've done this like 57 times. Uh, cornerback is another big need. Okuda is a free agent, and I think he's asking for a chunk of change. I don't know if we're going to give it to him. Gone. Now we got A.J. Terrell out there. we got to re-up with him, give him a contract extension. That's going to be pricey. We drafted Clark Phillips a year ago out of Utah. You know, I do like him, but I like him as a nickel cornerback. So we need, an, need another boundary cornerback opposite of the rich man, A.J. Terrell. Uh, Stephon Gilmore. Hey, LeJarius Sneed is going to be a free agent. Maybe uh, use that round, uh, second round pick on a corner. Uh, Johnny Dixon, Max Melton, Kool-Aid McKinstry out of Alabama. Uh, Colleen Carson. And forget about Kamari Lassiter, all right? The Falcons aren't going to take him. He's a Georgia player. And then also, they, they need an edge rusher. Reportedly, they're going to cut Lorenzo Carter loose. Got to replace him. And uh, Ibu Katie, I'm still, everybody's still waiting on Ibu Katie to step up and deliver. Coming off the edge, uh, dude, he's he's not very good against the run. He's really inconsistent. I am uh, almost to the point of giving up on Ibu Katie. So free agency, uh, you got the Allen kid out of Jacksonville. 
formerly at Kentucky. Brian Burns might be cut loose by Charlotte. Be able to draft uh, Darius Robinson made some noise. Defensive lineman out of Missouri down at the Senior Bowl. We're seeing a lot of these people uh, saying the Falcons may take a uh, edge rusher with a first-round pick. Dallas Turner's name's coming up a lot. Latou out of UCLA, Verse from Florida State. Keep an eye on those things. These are the areas where the Falcons have to have to fill, and I'm just assuming they're meeting right now at this very moment talking about these things. I'm telling you, man, they better be busy in there. Tired of losing. Sick and tired of losing. Let's get to the Bulldog beat. The fans got a Georgia Bulldogs national champion on the beat. 25-20, far sideline, 15-10, 5, get in there, touchdown! This is the Bulldog beat with Buck Balloon, presented by Georgia's own credit union and attorney Ken Nugent. Yeah, Kirk Herbstreet making some news, man. Reportedly, turd, I can say that. Right? Helping flip Dylan Rayola from Georgia to Nebraska. Boy, Herb Street caught wind that he was maybe thinking about jumping to Nebraska, and boy, he picked up that phone. He called Rayola's dad. They had a conversation. He talked to the kid, reportedly. Uh, in Athens, uh, when Herb Street had his dog down on the field road, dog, you remember that? Herb Street had his dog running around on the field. You know that's Uga's space, number one. And then Herb Street reportedly talked to Dylan Rayola on, on a recruiting visit as uh, Herbie was calling one of the Georgia games this year. I mean, come on, man. But, you know, if I'm going to keep it real on this show, and that's what I try to do, we're keeping it real. Herb Street was right. Nebraska was a better fit for Dylan Rayola than Georgia. The Huskers are desperate for quarterback right now. Dogs, they got Carson Beck, the Lambeau man, coming back. He's a top-five rated quarterback in college football. So Rayola is going to have to sit for a minute, if you know what I mean. Plus, now, let me keep it real, too, is the, the dogs have got Gunnar Stockton waiting in the wings. He's going to be the backup this year. His second year on campus and uh, two years of development before Gunnar Stockton uh, takes over as the starting quarterback. And, and look, I'm sold on Gunnar Stockton, and I have been for a long time. His skill set, I really love. He's a versatile quarterback, multi-skilled. Dude can uh, spin it in and out of the pocket, so I love that about him. He can stand in the pocket and throw it. He can escape the pocket, throw it on the run accurately. Love that versatility that Gunnar Stockton brings to the table. The mobility is something I think, I don't know about you, but me, I want a quarterback that has mobility, uh, whether it's the NFL or college or high school, brings that dynamic to the table where you just don't have to block everybody. You might have a free pass rusher coming in there, and you need a guy that can escape, make something good happen, turn a bad play into a good play. Gunnar Stockton can do that. And here's another important factor, too. And I know this about Gunnar Stockton. He is a leader. And I am sold on the fact that whether it's high school, college, or pro, that if you're going to win and win big, 
you need your quarterback to be a leader on the football team. And Gunnar Stockton is that kind of guy. He's got the respect of his teammates. They see him working hard. They know he wants to win. Guys like that can lead. And then the last thing is the comfort in this offensive system that Mike Bobo's running after he took over for Todd Munkin. And you're going to have Gunnar Stockton that's going to get to play a little bit this season as the backup quarterback. And so when he takes over in 2025, it will be his third year in the system. He'll be 100% comfortable taking over as the quarterback when it's his turn. And then I'm also encouraged by the freshman that showed up early, Ryan Puglisi. We had him, I broke him down on the quarterback club a couple of months ago. Really like his skill set. Look, the truth be told, Georgia didn't need Dylan Rayola. Much better fit for him at Nebraska. I'm just saying. And also just saying, I'm hoping you're going to be a part of our Strikeout Leukemia Lymphoma Radiothon. And that is coming up Friday, February 16th, next week. Uh, you've done a great job. Our loyal listeners, uh, your clients and staff have also stepped up. We've raised over $2 million to support the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. So hope you're going to tune in and be a part of it Friday, February 16th. We are going to be uh, broadcasting live from Beaver Toyota. Up and coming. That's going to be a short drive for me. And we're going to be hosted, as always, by your favorite 680 The Fan shows. So for more information on how to make your donation or maybe check out those incentive items, uh, visit 680thefan.com now and learn more about it there. Coming back on the other side, I'm going to do something a little early. I'm going to drop my Super Bowl 58 pick. That's coming up next. Got the Baloo Show here on the fan, 680 and 937. What are your plans for your business this year? Hey, it's Tug. Do you want to expand and grow? Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you got a new person to deal with? You have to start all over again? You don't have that with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they want to know you. Unlike big banks, they want to partner with you. The Frost family knows the patterns. They know the ebbs and flows. They know business. Get to know them at FirstLibertyGA.com. Building a building? Buying a building? Buying a franchise? Expanding? Reach out to them. Spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. You do that at FirstLibertyGA.com. And by the way, if you're a young banker and want to work with a team that is faith-friendly and has a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to them today. First Liberty Building and Loan. FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. Get ready for the Super Bowl. And the halftime show with Usher. DT Dancer. You might, if you're watching, uh, streaming at 680thefan.com, see DT dancing right now. And make sure you get that fan mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota of coming. Beaver Direct, fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Let them wow you up and coming at Beaver Toyota. All right, uh, man, I'm, I'm going to drop my Super Bowl pick coming up in just uh, 120 seconds. 
Right now, though, I wanted to talk about Patrick Mahomes, my number one rated player in Super Bowl 58. He's played in three playoff games this year. He's thrown the ball over 100 times, hadn't thrown an interception yet. Only been sacked twice. Now, you're talking about the best of the best that you're playing, competing against. 103 attempts, no interceptions, only been sacked twice. Let me do the math for you. Sacked uh, once every 50-plus times he drops back. What? Pretty good rate there. He's also really good in Dome Stadium. If you're looking for another reason. I ran across this doing some show prep for the show, and I saw where Max Crosby, the defensive end for the Las Vegas Raiders, Crosby was saying that to beat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, that your front four has to be on the hunt for four quarters. Can't take any quarters off. Got to be rushing Mahomes like a crazy man for four quarters. Every time he steps on the field, you got to be on his uh, uh, butt. And you got to do it for four quarters. And he also said this, that if you can't get Mahomes to turn the ball over, then you're going to lose. That's what's going to happen. Raiders did beat him this year, and I think Crosby had a couple of sacks in the game. So, uh, Bosa, time to step up, brother. Want to take down the Chiefs, you're going to have to sack Mahomes and maybe force a turnover or two, something he has not done in these playoffs. All right, now to the pick. And I'm going to do this a day early. So then uh, we'll take some calls tomorrow, and you can... You know, be critical, call up and throw me under the bus, or you can call up and say, good pick, Blue. My Super Bowl pick, 49ers 27, Chiefs 23. So I got the Chiefs winning and covering the two-point line. Pay that man his money. No, I'm not betting. I'm not betting money. Yeah, how much are you laying down on it, Buck? It's just the so you're telling us to take the It's take. just the reputation I'm putting at stake. Now, look, I've had a good year and I feel good about it. Ten games over five hundred this year against the spread, picking relevant games. And boom goes the dynamite. So I've been pretty proud of the job we've done here on the show. We've made you some money. If you followed a lot of these picks, both in college football and in the NFL. But uh, I'm taking the 49ers in this game, winning a close one, 27-23. Shanahan finally getting over the hump. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers, keeping Georgia green since 1955. Want to give you an invitation to a Super Bowl viewing party coming up on Sunday. B&W Burgers and Buns and Brews in downtown Norcross. You've heard us uh, talking about them here on 680 The Fan. This is downtown Norcross. And they are having a Super Bowl viewing party with some celebrities showing up. Be hanging out with Billy White Shoes Johnson. 
Buddy Curry, former Atlanta Falcons, going to be in the house, and some others. Got a chance to win some autograph memorabilia. So if you're looking for a spot to watch the Super Bowl, I want to invite you to come on out to B&W, downtown Norcross. Rooftop patio, live entertainment, great food. I'll be there from 4 to 6 uh, prior to the Super Bowl with a book signing going on. Uh, you may have heard I've got a book out, Inside the Hedges. So I'll be doing that. If you uh, have been looking for an opportunity to come by and get that signed, I want to invite you to come on out. It's going to do it for my show. Nick and Chris are coming up next. Stay tuned for that here on The Fan. Thank you, bud. What are your plans for your business this year? Hey, it's Tug. Do you want to expand and grow? Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you got a new person to deal with? You have to start all over again? You don't have that with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they want to know you. Unlike big banks, they want to partner with you. The Frost family knows the patterns. They know the ebbs and flows. They know business. Get to know them at FirstLibertyGA.com. Building a building? Buying a building? Buying a franchise? Expanding? Reach out to them. Spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. You do that at FirstLibertyGA.com. And by the way, if you're a young banker and want to work with a team that is faith-friendly and has a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to them today. First Liberty Building and Loan. FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com.